Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries, including the tech industry, defense industrial-based contractors, financial institutions, and more. Each episode features an inside listen into the conversations between Redspin thought leaders, subject matter experts, and industry guest speakers who share insights of the latest in cybersecurity. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. New episodes are released weekly, and a transcript of each episode can be found at redspin.com. The Cyber AB and the PMO office recently announced that CMMC 2.0 certifications can be conducted, just not under the CMMC 2.0 title. The certifications will temporarily be called DIBCAC High certifications until the rulemaking phase is complete. So what does that mean for organizations seeking certification? Today, Redspin's CMMC experts, Dr. Thomas Graham, Rob Teague, and Ross Piper will clarify this process so OSCs understand the way forward. With that, Rob, passing the mic to you to kick us off. Awesome. Thank you, Lauren, and uh, welcome, everybody. First of all, uh, I guess I should clarify, for those that did not attend the recent CMMC AB Town Hall, they have rebranded their name uh, and have gone to the name Cyber AB. Everybody calls them AB anyway, so they, they wanted to maintain the AB in the title and just moved it to Cyber AB. You can go out. They still have the same webpage, uh, cmmc.org. You can go out and see their new logo, etc. cetera. Uh, but just wanted to clarify that as we move forward and we're, and we're talking. We're going to refer to them as the AB. So, uh, But let's, let's get on topic. Uh, there's been recent discussion and, of course, a release of information from uh, the PMO office that in order to get certification started, uh, there was a lawyer somewhere in the process that said, hey, you can't do these certifications under the title of CMMC 2.0. Uh, based off that, the workaround they came up with at the PMO office, the AB, etc., is to do these under the DIBCAC High title. Now, the DIBCAC High is nothing new to most of the organizations out there that are seeking certifications. It's always been around. Um, but what does it mean for the organizations? If you're expecting to get a CMMC certification, all of a sudden we're talking about DIBCAC high. What does that mean? So I guess the first question to uh, bring Thomas in and Ross jump in whenever um, is really what is the difference between the DIBCAC high certification and the CMMC 2.0? <laughs> Well, thanks, uh, Rob, for the introduction and kind of laying the, the groundwork there. So it's, it's really that old saying, what's the difference in a name? And, and, and that's truly the difference here is that the, the DIBCAC high versus CMMC 2.0, it's all going to be NIST 800-171. Uh, that's what it's all going to be based off of. And it's just honestly, like you said, because the the rulemaking neither the interim nor the final is complete yet you the dod identified hey we can't conduct actual cmmc assessments however under dibcac high that's something that a lot of other folks are familiar with but 
At the end of the day, it's all NIST 800-171. So if you've been getting ready for CMMC V2, you're, you should be in a good spot. Awesome. And so, Ross, I know that uh, we've had a lot of uh, folks asking us questions about this bid Kakai and is it going to cost them anything extra? No, thanks, Rob. Uh, no, no change in costs. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, basically, yeah, you know, like Thomas said, it's a uh, dip cat high, whether you call it dip cat high or CMMC 2.0, it's still the NIST 800-171. It's the 110 practices. There's nothing different. The only thing is uh, the dip cat is going to be sitting in with us on the first few assessments. Um, how they're going to do that, we're kind of unsure. Um, stop edit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I forgot to quit both slacking. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I'm too. Hang on just one second for the edit. I thought I killed it on my. I thought I signed it. Sorry. Evidently, I didn't. What is this, your guys' first rodeo? I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if, you know, this is completely new technology. There, here comes the blooper reel. <laughs> okay, and okay. starting in three, two, one. So the DIPTEC high assessment is no different than the CMMC 2.0. As you mentioned, Thomas, it's just a title change. Um, so we're still doing the 110 practices. As you mentioned, if they are still preparing based off of NIST 800-171, Vision 2, um, they're going to be fine. Do not get... Uh, you know, swept away in this DIPCAC high title, but DIPCAC is going to be joining us, and we're kind of not sure what that will look like. Do you have any kind of ideas, Thomas, of what that'll look like? Uh, well, sure, but before we start talking about DIPCAC high, one of the things I want to let folks know is one thing, Ross is a man of a few words, and he <laughs> speaks very powerfully with you. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Ross, sorry. But, uh, if, if you're still getting ready for the assessment, understand the level of two assessment guide is out there. One of the things the C3PAs are still waiting for is, is the cap of you know, the assessment process. The level two assessment guide is out there. And, and the reason why I mentioned this is whether it's going to be called DIPCAC High, whether it's going to be called CMMC 2.0, that assessment guide literally takes you through each one of, of the CMMC domains the individual practices identifies in bulleted format the individual objectives and lets you know what could be asked you know for the objective evidence uh, for each of those whether it be you know something that's being test tested examined or, or interviewed now the to your question Rob on how the makeup of the assessment team is going to be different you're absolutely correct more than likely it'll probably be something around where DIPCAC will join us at least for one or two uh, of the initial assessments as, you know, potentially the lead um, to where we follow, we follow them as, as they're coordinating everything. And then the, the next assessment, DIPCAC would kind of shadow us where, you know, C3PA would have the lead assessor and, and the DIPCAC folks would be there for them. From a you know just kind of an overall evaluation or, or kind of that safety net if you will, uh, and then from there you know it's it's still to be determined whether or not DIPCAC will you know do some type of QA on the reporting, uh, do some other follow ups, or if they'll just go ahead and sign off. But 
the the nutshell, at least for us, is you know they're probably going to be a, a part of at least those first few assessments. Now, from an OSC standpoint, what does this mean to you guys? Probably not a lot. It just means you may see another charming face, you know, in, in front of you, either physically or on your computer screen for for the those organizations that go through the assessment, you know, in the early days. Now, that's a great point, Thomas. And, and just so everybody's aware, for background, the DIPTEC is the organization inside the DOD that does all of the auditing of networks. And uh, they are the, the main driving force that's been authorizing the C3PAOs via their DIPTEC inspections and certifications. So it's, you know, for them to come out and join us, most people would think that this is just another hiccup in the, a glitch in the project of getting CMMC launched, etc. But I kind of view it as a a good thing. Uh, one, if DIPCAC is going to sit in with all of the C3PAOs in these first few assessments, I think it, it kind of evens out the bar to make sure that we're all doing the assessments in accordance with the regulations that have been provided. So that's one good thing for the OSCs. Uh, the second thing is that, um, as you mentioned, they're going to lead more than likely on the first session. Um, if not, they are going to be like consultants for those PAs that are doing the first few assessments to make sure that it, it is going you know, to plan. Uh, so I, I don't see this as a bad thing. Do you? No, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a, a good bridge from how things were to, to how things are ultimately going to be. And the reason being is because CMNC, the DOD, they want to get to a repeatable process. Something to where everybody's, you know, be engaged on the same things depending upon how their, their environment is constructed. And even on internal DOD assessment teams, you have a mix of contractor personnel and, and, and government personnel. So this just is you know, more of mirroring to to how, you know, they do it internally. Now the 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 biggest thing that, you know, a lot of folks, you know, may not be aware of is GIBCAC's already got experience doing these assessments because they they are the ones that have been doing it on the C three PAS. So they already have that, you know, initial knowledge on okay, here's things that you need to be looking for. Here's you know hiccups that could come along in the process. Um, so so now we as the C3POs have the benefit of of that additional knowledge being added to you know what the C3POs already bring to the table. No, great point, Thomas. So um, you know Ross that they've been saying that uh, we could possibly start here in June or July I think as June is, is starting to move through it, it's looking more like July um, which again is probably sending a message to a lot of folks out there that uh, you know here's just another target date that's going to be missed but uh, for those organizations if we do kick off here in July for those organizations that get the DIVTAC high and we issue them that certification do they have to, is there anything they need to do for us to uh, get the CMMC 2.0 certification? No, Rob, uh, absolutely nothing. Um, that's We're going to handle all that on our end as a C3PAO. 
So some of the things that we've heard from uh, the Cyber AB is that we anticipate the interim rule being in place sometime uh, May of 2020 has been thrown around as a possible date. Uh, so whenever that happens, whenever the interim rule is placed in effect, we'll get word of that and then we'll take care of the paperwork and uh, supply the certification badge to the OSC at, when the time is right. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, you, I think you meant May of 2023. Um, yes, May yeah. of 2023. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so that that is the target date or the interim rule. And so for those organizations, uh, you know, when you do the DIPCAC high assessment starting, uh, once once the interim rule goes into play, pro- projected in May of 23, we simply go in as a C3 PAO. Is basically what you're saying. Re get you know. Reinstitute the certificate so it changes the title from DIPCACI to CMMC 2.0 and just issue that back out to the organization. That's correct. Sounds pretty simple. So basically, there's nothing for these organizations to worry about. It's just really get in line and, and get ready. No, and I, and I think going back um, to, to Thomas's point uh, the, in the questions that we always field about the DIPCAC involvement, uh, I, I noticed that during the Cyber ABs town hall, they were talking about standardization amongst organizations. And I, and I think that having that DIPCAC presence, you know, I, you guys are the experts. Having that DIPCAC presence should be a uh, should be kind of a um, a calming effect on the OSCs and that you have a representative who's, who's there to take a look at the process and standardize it. Is that, is that a fair assumption? Yeah, that, that sounds pretty accurate to me, uh, Ross. And I just want to digress for one second. I, when you first said 2020, I, I thought, you know, the first thing that popped into my head was we're trying to turn back time here. And now I, I was scared we were going to start singing chair and, and it's going to turn into a whole other type of podcast. I was, I was on CMMC 0.01 or 0.02. <laughs> but no, that it, it's like you said, it's, you know, folks kind of view it as a hiccup, but I mean, honestly, it's like I said, this is more mirroring of, of what the internal process is for, for the DOD. And, you know, I, I know we're talking about the differences between DIPCAC High and CMMC here, but if you're if you're a date person and you're looking at dates, well, the the official CCP exam and the CCA exam mm-hmm. are supposed are slated to come out prior to the end of the calendar year. So if you're yeah. following that, okay, you have the assessments starting up in July. Now you're having CCP in, say, September, October, CCA, December. Interim rule comes in effect the first part of 2023. So you can see that they're actually starting to slot those those times kind of more in line with, you know, building from the ground up as opposed to here's everything and, you know, it's, it's, it's all going to be good, you know, from here on out. But, um, no, it, it just, it, it really is, it's... I don't think it's a bad thing. And I mean, the the other part about being a DIPCAC high, um, and Rob, you may know about more about this than I do at this point, but my understanding from the differences between DIPCAC high, CMMC, and, and now in doing this, is that once CMMC V2 uh, fully comes online with the program, the certification would then transition to a CMMC V2. Am, am I accurate in that statement? Yes, sir. Absolutely. 
Uh, and, you know, you brought up a good point here, Thomas. The other positive that, you know, you can kind of spin on this, get it, red spin, um, that you can kind of spin on this topic is, uh, you know, the by them, the DOD, when I say them, by the DOD circumventing and coming up with this workaround, to call it DIPCAC high, is just a, a testament to how how quickly they are ready to get this started. And Matt Travis, the CEO of the CyberAD, mentioned that during the town hall. It's that the DOD is really, really ready to get this going. Um, so by doing this workaround, it's a testament to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is uh, in many ways a positive. It's gonna put a little extra burden on us as the C3PAOs. Um, when I say burden, it's simply going back in and reissuing a certificate. Uh, the other piece, I, I guess, that we should talk about is um, how long is their certification going to be good for with a DIPCAC high? Um, because there's talk that once they, uh, for example, let, let's just pick a hypothetical organization that starts in July. By the end of July, they receive their DIPCAC high certification. So how long is that? Are they good for? Ten days, and then we're coming back to see you. <laughs> that's the fear. That's for sure. That is the fear out there, uh, and that's a rumor that we can actually dispel right now today. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm joking, Rob. But yeah. the the onus on the certification is that it is it is literally the same thing as as CMMC. It just you can't call it CMMC. So. From everything that we've been told, it's still going to be, you know, three years It is what the goalpost is. Um, now, naturally, you know, we have to understand, you know, the whole POEM process that's now in V2. Uh, since the assessment process isn't out there, how that, you know, could potentially affect the timeline. But once the certification is granted, uh, you know, our understanding as a C3PO is that it's, it's slated to be three years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and just to clarify for folks, it's three years from the point of the when rulemaking is complete. So, That's uh, you know, this this interim period, and I I can't even remember the name they called it, Ross. It's some typical DOD just crazy name, uh, but. Yes. You know, it was the volunteer phase, which was easy to remember. Uh, now they put some kind of crazy language on it. Uh, but yeah, so we'll have an acronym here before long. Yeah, I, I think Ross is looking it up now. But um, <laughs> because I mentioned it, but uh, you know, so we got this period here up until the rulemaking phase. Your certification is going to be good in that portion as well. So it's going to be if. if you get that DIPCAC high certification at the end of July. It's going to be from the end of July all the way until the rulemaking phase is complete and then three years from that point. There is a caveat that the uh, OSCs are going to have to do a self-attestation annually. Now, what that's going to look like, they're still trying to figure it out. Remember, it's not like the SPRS scores. This is something totally different. So it's basically some way for the organizations to go in and say, hey, yes, with all the changes in our environment that has happened since we were uh, looked at by Redspin a, a year ago, we are still following the same practices. Everything is still in line with CMMC. So it's just like uh, that kind of attestation. 
Did you find it yet, Rob? Yes, it is. A Joint Surveillance Voluntary Assessment. No wonder why we couldn't remember it. I told you, it was pretty complicated. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why volunteer phase wasn't good enough, but I guess they wanted to add joint surveillance because, uh, one, it sounds cool. Um, two, DibCAC will be joining us, so it's kind of like a joint effort. So I guess I can see that. But, so we're going to start calling it a JSVA for short now? You know, yeah. Hashtag JSVA. Just rolls off the tongue. We're going to hashtag JSVA for all our listeners when you hear of, if we're not talking Java, we're talking JSVA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically just to kind of bring us to the end of this this discussion, um, you know, the DibCAC high is going, it's a workaround because we can't use CMMC 2.0 verbiage because it's not in final with the rulemaking phase. Once that comes into play, it, whatever your DibCAC high cert that you receive will automatically roll over to a 2.0. There's no additional cost to the OSP. There's no other work that they need to do. Uh, as you mentioned, Thomas, all it is is just an additional face that's sitting on the assessment team. Um, so really, for the OSP, there's no reason to be waiting. It's still a go out and get on the calendars now. Basically. Yes. Nope. You're you're absolutely right. But I mean, you know, kind of in closing, because I know we're wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, don't wait. Start talking to start talking to you know organizations now, because what what you may not realize is that once it officially gets turned on, now there's going to be hundred times more people trying to trying to get online with the same resources and if you go ahead and start engaging with you know the c3paos or the, the rpos now then that's going to benefit you in the long term because now you have a dedicated resource that will be able to provide you with the, the information you need and as you're getting ready to to go down the road uh, hopefully you're up, you've already started the road because if, if you haven't, it's it's going to be a rough journey, especially at first. But no, don't don't wait until the until the final rule and everything. Go ahead and start talking to folks. It'll it'll definitely benefit not only you but the rest of your employees that are going through this with you in the long run. Right, and for those of that don't know, you know, Ross Piper is our project manager. Um, so he's the one that has to coordinate all the dates for all the provisional assessors, put in, you know, what dates the organizations are seeking to get their certification complete, and he has to juggle all that with what provisional assessors we have on staff. So, uh, you know, the quicker you get in, as you mentioned, Thomas, the better. Right now, there's 12 C3PAOs. Uh, from what I hear, there's going to be a few more in the next coming weeks. So, you know, while we want your business here at Redspin, we also want to make sure that the CUI data you are holding is protected. Um, so that's what's really important. And we applaud this this workaround process of bringing DibCAC in because it'll help standardize the way we're going to do these assessments as we move forward. Um, so hopefully with this this kind of conversation that we've had today discussing the DIPCAC high assessment, organizations are a little more clear on what to expect 
coming out of this. There's not going to be much change on their end at all, other than a different face on the assessment team. And you will move forward uh, once that interim rule hits uh, in May of 23 as the target date you mentioned. Um, you will be set and postured for CMMC. And with that, thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you have any other questions, please go out to redspin.com and take a look at all of our CMMC information. Till next time. Till next time.